Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. About employees and what they should do to prepare for this season, right? I mean, starting the year, we had startups like Vendis, we had Wave, 54Gen, Kidax, and some other startups, right? Laying off, some had salary slashes. That's in Africa. We had global big guys laying off as well. And I mean, this week, it wasn't any any different. This week, on Tuesday, we had um, Swivel doing its second round of layoffs again. Yeah. I mean, laid off about 50% of its employees. After laying off 32% earlier this year. <sighs> Man. So, currently, it has like just 450 staff, right? So, it has, it has laid off thousands or yeah. thereabout. And Lizapay also laid off staff mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Uh, but Lizapay did not tell us the percentage, right? Yeah, they didn't tell us the yeah. percentage. And, you know, the reasons were a bit different. Yeah. I mean, not, not necessarily market conditions yeah. and all. So they had planned to raise money, but their lead investor, investor pulled, pulled out, out of yeah. the deal. So, I mean, that's that forced out that some of their really plans. Broke them down. Yeah, yeah. And then you also have um, uh, Kenyan startup, Sandy, yeah. that laid off 10% of, of its 300 workforce. That's like 30 people. That's that's huge. This week has been layoff, 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 layoff. But don't worry, if you're saddened, don't be saddened. Just go to our Twitter space, our Twitter handle at technext.ng. There's a spaces we did. You can listen to the recording. It's pinned. Yeah. So you don't need to say. Experts talked about <laughs> what you should do, you know, this period that there's layoff and all. Yeah. You should check that out. All right, moving on. FTX. This guy should pay us. <laughs> ah, like every week, every other week. Right. I mean, but it's a big news. It's a big news for the space because it crypto is. Is, a, is a very strong old yeah. in, in tech space. All right. So FTX be- began paying back uh, um, its staff and vendors this week again. But you know. so it's global staff. I think they said the US staff. Yeah, yeah FTX, like US, and all the rest. The rest, of, the rest, the rest of us should go and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it started paying back the the staff, you know, and vendors who had been old over the last few weeks, you know, started paying them back. Um, the former CEO will not be on the payroll, though, as he should not, right? But I mean, I mean, he took out $1 billion. He said he did not take it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Bankman Fried and some of that top executives would yeah. not be taking their salary. All right, um, but the other staff and members of the team would be taking their pays, and they would they would be getting vendors would also be getting paid as well. Are they giving them um, severance? Um, we may never know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see, it's still uh, so some people have claimed that you know there was an attack by FTX uh, on FTX by the ex um, girlfriend of the CEO. I mean, this whole situation is modeled up, but. People have come out to say it's unclear how how accurate these rumors are and if if it's if it is possible. 
And you know, Amazon is also planning to do a TV series. Yes, the yes, Russo yes. brothers, the guys that do, do the Marvel movies. Yeah, we all love. I saw that. Yeah, it will like, be really good to see how, how the TV series come about. Yeah. And <laughs> it will be like nice. To see it. Like to yeah, see it. I'll like definitely see it. be seeing it. <laughs> all right, so moving on. Uh, a 14 year old girl has become, would become MTN's Nigeria CEO for a day. Hmm. This yeah. is the best time to talk about our teen tech series. You know, teenagers are doing a lot in the tech space. Yeah. So they yeah. may not have the experience, but they're actually doing a lot. And. I just imagine when they are, you know, close to 30, you know, mid 20s, what they'll be doing. You know? Yeah, these guys will be doing amazing things, amazing things. So, I mean, a 14 year old girl from Christ International School, Maraba Nasarawa, would be um, this Nigerian, MTN Nigeria CEO for one day. All right, she won the 2022 edition of the MTN Empire Spelling Bee, organized by MTN Nigeria. I mean, it had 11,000 participants <laughs> and 14-year-old Kate wow. and David 11, emerged as the winner. What, would she, what do you think she'd be doing? She spelled Aquarius in the final. What do you think she'd be doing for that one day? I mean, she'll be doing what the MTNC <laughs> should do for one day. So that means she has to, she has to know what the MTNC does, yeah. you know, before. Yeah. That's, that's mm. a huge one. That's a huge one for her. Well, 14-year-old. Yeah, okay. we wish her all the best. You know, they used to do Lagos State's one-day governor. Right. That's the governor sits beside the person. He's, he's yeah, I mean, it's still going to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we wish you all the best, Kate, and we hope you have grand uh, exploits in the future. All right. Uh, Brazil, that's the next story on our list. Brazil approves the legalization of cryptocurrency <laughs> as the a means of payment. They're not even bothered about the crypto. Nah, they're not. It's they're not their not. business. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, in the middle of this whole crypto brouhaha that people are discouraged about the space and all, Brazil is moving on to explore cryptocurrency as a means of payment you know the central bank of brazil will be charged with the responsibility you know to ensure that it is inculcated into the system and used properly all right and the lawmakers have approved it as a law already it's a law all right and so all that is left is the framework and boom the process is yeah that's actually nice that's this is this nice. is in contrast to what the EU said about um, Bitcoin, you know, going yeah. to relevant. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's 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 there. But Brazil, Brazil, that's that's a bold move by them. It is that's it a is. bold it's move. A I mean problem. El Salvador keeps buying Bitcoin those on ones. a daily <laughs> those now Brazil <laughs> those ones are not even listening to you. Yeah. Crypto winter, crypto hope, Amazon. <laughs> hopefully we have more countries, you know, move. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Especially in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, this week was not just layoffs. We also had startups Shut moving down. out of countries and shutting down as well. So Nopia EV, uh, this is Kenya's first fully electric vehicle uh, taxi service, has uh, shut down its operations in the country. Why? Mm-hmm. Its major shareholder and parent company, Ecorant, uh, based in Finland, declared insolvency. Hmm. That's a ripple effect that, that has caused <laughs> the startup to now shut down. All right. Uh, the service launched in 2018, and then it was called No Peer Ride. Well, now it, it eventually changed to No Peer Ride. All right, and um, it has built charging network all over Nairobi after raising funds. And now, the parent company Echo Rent OI went into insolvency in Finland. You know, unable to secure additional funding, financing, and to grow the business. But now the business has to go down. I mean, and that's not the only shutdown we had. Um, 
just yesterday, Safe Border announced they were leaving yeah. Nigeria. Why? The bike airing space in Nigeria is not viable it's not yet. At all. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Especially because governments are banning um, bikes mm-hmm. and they are even specifying the kind of bikes that you should have. Some of them I don't even want it at all. Yeah. Like leave the roads. So Safe Border <laughs> is leaving Nigeria to focus on Uganda. All right. They also left Kenya. Alright, to also focus on the Ugandan market and uh, it sucks but we wish them the best going forward. Hopefully, <laughs> we do. sometime later in the future, we can have relaunches. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, <laughs> moving on to something lighter. You I, know. Uh, it's all bad news. Yeah, it's not all bad news. Yeah. Alright, so we had the big guys in the music space this week, you know. Spotify released it. Rugan, would you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so as far as released this most stream artist in 2022 this week, and of course, you had the big guns in the list. You had the likes of Bonaboy, Ashake. Have you checked your list? Who made it? Chingwo. Hmm. Messi Chingwo. Okay, we'll have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but we had Bonaboy, Ashake, Ayasta, Whiskey, Rema, Temps, Davido. I mean, these were the guys that dominated the top 10 streamed artists in Nigeria, generally. Norma. From Norma. Ashake Noma. I now mean, Ashake was on everybody's list. I'm Noma. yet to see anybody that doesn't have Ashake on their it's list. It's not my list, sorry. It's not your list. Top 10 it's, songs is not most, there. It's mostly gospel artists. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's mostly gospel Which artists. Which is weird because they didn't even listen to gospel. Bro. No, Allah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was interesting. That was interesting. Um, I mean, Bonaboy claimed the top spot as the most streamed artist in Nigeria. All right. Uh, yesterday, uh, last week, he was, you know, African Giants was the most streamed artist in nigeria but this year he came for the number one all right ashake was a big revelation in 2022 you know back-to-back it several features eps and everything was also on that list anything on the list yeah ayasta ayasta the maven you know you know the maven sensation (laughs) was also on that list i mean and you know, if you don't know any song from Ma, uh, you know Bloody Samaritan. She's a bloody Samaritan. <laughs> 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 All Giving right. out the numbers. Oh, yeah, of course. Giving out the numbers. All right. I mean, there was a 291% increase in rise on local music this year. Interesting. Yeah, people are listening to lots of Nigerian I saw some people listening. Up nice. to 100k listening. I'm like, What? <laughs> what, what are you listening to? <laughs> I listen. I listen to my favorite artists for a bit of like five days in total. Five hundred and some five thousand something minutes. Wow. That's like five days in total wow. this year. You people. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for the news. Um, I hope you got what we, the news we broke to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news from Africa and across yeah. the globe. Um, um, we have we have something from our sponsors. You know. Oh, okay. Let's yeah, listen to Quidax. them. Quidax wants to play something for us. So. Some are bothered about the future. Some are bothered about it. The year is 2040. And cryptocurrencies... Ah, which one is 2040 again? Guys, allow me to introduce you to my crypto body. Quidax makes it simple to buy, sell, and learn cryptocurrency. Sefini. You've heard the dawn. Oh yeah, go to www.quidax.com to get started. Or download the Quidax app on your iOS or Android device to sign up now. Quidax, your crypto body. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was some Quidax, our friends. All right, yeah. and um, yeah. So yes, the um, conversation today is on TikTok mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and um, online safety. Online safety. I look, I look at TikTok's um, safer together campaign. Um, 
you know misinformation we used to think that misinformation is the biggest thing that um um that uh, the social media space should be bothered about mm-hmm. but yeah there's there are other bigger things um you know but when we talk about misinformation we are usually talking about our parents and um what cap WhatsApp broadcast. Yes, <laughs> they don't even they don't even read it. They just they just send it to you and be like, "Oh, mommy, look at <laughs> it. Oh, read it. Watch the video." Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, that that misinformation rule does not apply to only our parents. You know, we are all we are we should all be worried about it. But as I said earlier, that's not all that is um, we should be bothered about. There is um, cyberbullying. There is mm-hmm. trolling. Um, hate speech. There's political manipulation, mm-hmm. especially as Nigerian uh, citizens are coming and coming yeah. closer, right? So, a lot of people come thinking that oh, they are the saviors, but you know, <laughs> we know some of us know what um, they are up to, yeah. So, the big question here is what are social media platforms doing about this trend? What are they doing? We've had um, and the technics has covered stories of announcements of um, by Twitter and um, Meta to combat misinformation and trolling mm-hmm. and we know yeah. um, that TikTok is also you know continuously um, tries to build um, a safer environment for its community um, that's why it launched um, the safer together campaign at a media event hosted in Lagos on Thursday November 24 um, so the safer together initiative is the first safety campaign by TikTok in sub-Saharan Africa Thank wow. God. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it aims to empower creators, parents, teachers, and guardians with knowledge of TikTok safety me- features to ensure a positive in-app experience for everyone. You know, to help us understand this, we have somebody, as we mentioned, yeah, who is going to help us understand. <laughs> <laughs> who is going to help us understand um, what the Safer Together campaign is all about. And his name is Fortune Ingrili Sibanda. I hope I pronounced that well. Um, he's a public policy and government relations director for TikTok Africa. Forty represents ByteDance and TikTok externally, and um, working with um, Sub-Saharan Africa policymakers, private sector partners, non-governmental organizations, and other stakeholders on issues of policy, online safety, and cybersecurity, intellectual property, e-governance, content policy, the digital economy and other technology-relevant public policy concerns. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to tell us how he combines all of this. Yeah, um, hello, Fortune. Hello, Le. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I just heard you butcher my name. Um, I'm going to forgive you for it, but it's fine. <laughs> apologies. Apologies. <laughs> I'll send you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> So how are you? How are you feeling today? All good here. I'm joining from Johannesburg in South Africa. It's nice and sunny outside. Mm. Mm. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, so to the questions, so we don't waste your time. Um, yeah. We know that um, data privacy is almost non-existent in Africa because Africans mostly underestimate the power of data. How are you working to ensure that privacy is prioritized and people are safe on TikTok? Thank you. Um, thank you guys for, for having me on the show. I was just actually listening to your tech files um, earlier. Quite interesting um, what's happening in the tech sector. Um, to the question of, of privacy, of course, um, at TikTok, we take the privacy of our users very seriously. 
um, we have a combination of um, policies and technology uh, that we've invested in to help um, users um, protect their privacy. So, for example, we have a privacy policy that we, we have on, uh, on the website is publicly available. Um, it goes into detail about the kind of data that we collect uh, from you. Um, and, and, and this is basic information. So when you sign up information such as um, your, your username, your date of birth, um, you know, your IP address, technical information, and, and, and all of those things is the kind of data that we collect. And we're very open as well about that kind of information um that we collect um we, we also have to explain to users why we collect the information that we collect and uh, the primary reason of course is for the user to have a better experience on TikTok remember TikTok is a platform that is um uh, based on uh, recommendations so we we also collect behavioral information how you how you interface with content so if you watch a video um and maybe you re replay it or you go to the user's profile and you watch other videos or you engage with that video and comment and stuff like that um for us it tells us um you know that you probably like that type of content and then we can use that information to recommend it um, to you the other uh, part about privacy is obviously empowering users uh where we've got some safety tools on how users themselves can can protect themselves, can protect their privacy. But I can go into detail later as, as the conversation goes. Oh, great, great, great. I, I, you mentioned safety tools and, and all, and our users can protect themselves. All right. Uh, we all know cyberbullying is commonplace all over the internet now, even though Africa might not be at the top of the list right, in terms of regions where this is prominent. Uh, what is TikTok doing to stop these um, raving menace and, you know, prioritizing safety for its users? Yeah. Thanks, Dami. Um, so cyberbullying is um, is not allowed on TikTok as um, it's one of our 11 community guidelines. We've got 11 of them focusing on many other things, including, for example, misinformation, um, dangerous goods, you know, listed organizations, hate speech, um, adult nudity and sexual activities, and then, um, of course, cyberbullying and harassment. This is not allowed on our community guidelines, uh, on, on the platform as part of our community guidelines. So we use those community guidelines actually to make sure that our moderation teams actually take down any content that is viewed as cyberbullying. Um, so we, we, want to, um, we want to make sure that users have a safe, a safe experience. They can enjoy themselves on TikTok and not feel harassed. Um, so one of the ways in which we do that is we we empower uh, users or creators with tools such as you know disabling comments uh, because we're in Nigeria just last week you know one of the, the user uh, user conversations we had where users saying that you can create some bit of content and then someone just you know starts trolling you starts saying very bad and nasty things about you um, but because of such features as disabling comments. It actually, um, you know, protects even the creator's safety to make sure that, you know, they are not being bullied. Um, the, the other thing that we are very big on that we always want to communicate is please, please, please to users. If you see a piece of content that you feel violates our community guidelines, or if someone is bullying you on the platform, please report it to us. 
There's a team that works 24 um, seven around the clock all over the world that is precisely waiting for these reports um, so that they can take down this content or in some instances actually you know, sanction the, the, the person who's committing the bullying. So there's quite a lot of, um, you know, opportunities to to clean up the platform of cyberbullying. Interesting. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> really interesting reports. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so tell us what kind of agreements do you have with um, African governments, you know, to protect um, intellectual property? Um, we don't have any agreement with any government, whether in Africa or anywhere in the world. Uh, but what's important is that TikTok respects the laws of the countries we operate in, right? So if we come to Nigeria, and Nigeria has got copyright laws and intellectual property laws, definitely we, um, we, we comply with those laws no matter um, what they say. So I know like in most countries, it's very important that creators of content are protected that their content is not shared you know illegally or pirated and we make sure that we apply those laws as well um so it's the same everywhere where we go so i think the only compact uh, or agreement we have with anyone whether it's government or a creator or an artist or anyone else really is that we we will protect your your, your copyright your ip uh, on the platform we're not going to allow anyone to abuse your IP on the platform. So you'll find that TikTok is very popular, especially with music, right? Uh, we all know that mm -hmm. True. all the music that is played on TikTok and is used for, you know, for people dancing or doing challenges or and stuff like that is licensed. So we have a music wow. team that actually um, talks, yeah, talks to these artists and, and their representatives to license that content so that artists actually can get, you know, money for their creations. Um, and then our users can use it freely, but in the background, TikTok has already uh, reached agreements with those artists in, um, in terms of licensing it. I think another interesting thing is um, we have what we call a transparency report that we, we publish uh, every three months. We show as well in that report what kind of content we take down. So for earlier, you're talking about cyberbullying. We can show you like yeah. the, the, the numbers of the content that we've taken down that relate, for example, to cyberbullying. But we also go into detail and show you the content that we've taken down as well for violating IP and copyright. So this is something that we take very seriously as a company and want to make sure that people's copyright is protected. All right. Uh, could, could you give us the numbers for maybe 2022, 2021? It's, it's, damn it, you're putting me on the spot. It's millions. <laughs> um, so for, wow. for, because it's every three months, right? In uh, oh, okay. Q2 2022, I think it was close to 113 million uh, pieces of video that were taken down in just three months alone wow. for violating our community that's, guidelines. That's, so this is a global a figure, right? This is a global figure. Amazing. So 130 million, it's, it's, it's huge, as you can see, in just three months. But I think, I think for me, the exciting thing, and I always say this, I almost sound like a bro broken record now, <laughs> is that that 118 million represents less than 1% of the content on TikTok during that same period. So flex, which flex goes to us. show that the majority actually of the content on the platform is good content. Um, then the offending content that we took down was less than 1%. So I think that's something that we're very, very proud of at TikTok. Yeah, that, that's great. I mean, you just talked about taking down content. I mean, that's content moderation. Uh, because, I mean, freedom has its limits. You know, you listed like 11 pillars, right? That the contents you don't allow on TikTok. 
and things like that i consider damaging social um, sexual impropriety you mentioned cyberbullying, bullying hate speech and things like that uh trolling as well uh, so how do you work with moderators to check this kind of content is it um human moderators ai how does it work it's actually a combination very good question that it's actually a combination of ai as well as human beings right so the first part of call at tiktok being a tech company is obviously the machines right we're super proud of <laughs> yeah. these machines so in the figure of 113 million that i gave you i think probably 94 percent of that is taken down by machines um so they are the first part of call and they have, they have intelligent learning models so the more they take down content the more they get used to different kinds of violations the more intelligent and the more efficient they become so 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 they're constantly in training and learning more so we do take down the majority of it um, using our algorithms and then afterwards we then have human beings right so human beings now come in for context right um a human being would be able to understand if this is maybe parody or if this is a joke and stuff like that they can now start to apply those sort of rules or for example human beings can understand slang right they can understand local languages uh maybe the machine may not have been able to to to, to apply some um some of those rules when, when when taking down content so human beings then come in at the second stage and they then apply um all that local language expertise and context and, and everything else in to take down the rest of the content the user is still very much a key part of checking down content at TikTok. So even if there's some content that may escape our systems, right, we still encourage the user to report a video, right? Report it to us so that we can know that, for example, a video like this in Nigeria is a no-go because maybe it constitutes, what, hate speech? And then we'll fix this into our systems and learn for the future so that, you know, we, we then improve our systems of moderating as well. So the user at the end of the day is still a very key part of um, take, of cleaning up the, the platform. Mm, great, great. That makes yeah, sense. AI powered. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I'm the government person. Um, so the next question <laughs> is, <laughs> so we know that um, government eyes other platforms like um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, we, we don't hear so much about government and TikTok, but are there policies that um, affect um, TikTok, government policies that affect TikTok in any way? Yeah, definitely. Um, literally, all policies, they affect, you know, <laughs> uh, all platforms equally. Um, so, for example, in Nigeria, there is the, the, the Code of Conduct um, for, for platforms um, that was recently yeah, gazetted by NIPDA. Um, this is a code of conduct that has been in the works, I think, for the past six months or so. And we had some opportunities, although we wish there could have been more, we, we had some opportunities to actually give feedback and input on it. Um, we still think it can be improved because there are still a lot of problems in that code of conduct. But understandably, as regulations, it's work in progress. At least that's the spirit. Uh, of um, what NIDA told us, um, we will keep refining um, it to make sure that, first of all, it does not criminalize you for operating a service, right? Remember, what, what we always say to government actually is that, remember when you do regulations or policies, do not regulate with a specific platform in mind, 
um, because as you know, the sector, tech sector changes quite a lot. Five years ago, we didn't know if there was going to be TikTok, right? So if you now start a policy aiming at TikTok, you don't, you don't know what five years from now is going to look like. So you must regulate with the future in mind, uh, which is what we call, you know, future-proof regulation. And it must be regulation that seeks to grow the industry uh, instead of hamper. Uh, think about the digital economy in Nigeria. Think about the creative sector in, in Nigeria. So if you say in your earlier conversations, you're talking about how artists are making it big uh, in Nigeria and globally, a lot of that growth is actually attributable to platforms like TikTok, uh, where they can showcase their talent and reach more audiences. So we try to always remind them that these are important things that they have to take in mind. Uh, right now, I know the government is working on a data protection bill we hope we'll have opportunities again to input into that bill. Um, and most of the times when we make inputs, we want to emphasize global best practices. We are not afraid of legislation, we are not afraid of, afraid of rules or regulations, but these should be future-proof and these should be global standards to make it easy for all of us to operate in Nigeria and not to hamper it. Yeah, I think the interesting part is yeah. where you said you are having conversations with them. So you're not waiting for the regulations to drop, then you 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 your cut yeah, pants down. Exactly. Yeah, that that's a very good one. Okay. Yeah. So Nigeria is, is a very big um space for social media in Africa. And in a few days, you know, less than hundred days or thereabout, uh, it would be having uh elections. Okay. And then you mentioned AI, uh human moderators, people, the community itself, TikTok community reporting content and things like that. Uh how these three guys, I mean, these three parties, what are the active steps you're taking to ensure that um, fake news, you know, as elections draw very, very close are not becoming a mainstay on the platform? Indeed. Uh, when it comes to elections uh, specifically, TikTok has actually got an ele elections integrity team. So these wow. are people that work uh, around the world globally to make sure that you know we protect the the integrity of the elections and by that what do we mean we want to make sure that people get accurate information uh on such important things as as as, as elections we we do not want um the platform to be you know a hotspot for bad information malinformation misinformation um you know on on, on civic processes such as elections so what we then do um, as part of that elections integrity team, we've got proactive campaigns that we do on the on the platform itself on on TikTok. We create normally what we call an elections hub. This elections hub is like a one-stop shop um, for 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 everything that's election related uh, in a specific country, uh, whereby we will give you information on what's the date of voting. Sounds like very basic information, but it's super important information, especially for people that may not have other sources of information. Uh, what is required on voting day? How is it going to go? So that so so the the user or the the citizen can prepare themselves. And I know right now in Nigeria, there is, uh, I know INEC launched a new voting system, the, the biometric yeah. voting cards. People may not know how it, it works. So we provide that information on our platform to make sure that our users, as they are enjoying themselves on TikTok, they can also learn a bit more about the elections and prepare themselves. Some of our users may be first time voters, you know, uh, youthful, <laughs> um, 
um, audience. So I think we think it's super, super important uh, to, to have that kind of information on the platform um, and they can they can uh, consume it and prepare themselves for the elections. We did the same in Kenya with amazing results um, in partnership with uh, voter education, um, civil society organizations, the electoral commission and other stakeholders. We did the same in South Africa, local government elections in 2021. So this is something that we, 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 we've been doing for high priority elections in Africa. And we're planning to do the same um, as well for Nigeria. So the way it's gonna work is that this portal will be, on, will be served to users in Nigeria. So if you're in Nigeria and you open TikTok, you know, you'll get a notification that says to learn more about elections in your country, click here and we take you to this website where we'll provide this information for you um, within the app, within TikTok. And then if you need more additional information, there are links that you can click on, then you'll be taken out of TikTok to uh, go to other websites that have got that kind of information. The other things that we do to, you know, to keep misinformation is obviously working with fact checkers um, in Nigeria. Um, if someone posts a video and says, so and so did that and this, and we're not exactly sure what's happening, we've got a team of fact checkers that will look into that and they'll be able to tell us if this is accurate or it's not accurate. And then based on those findings, we can then action uh, on that video. We also put video notice tags. Um, so like, it's like a, a, a a ticker running at the bottom of a video, a video that may be sharing maybe opinions that are not yet verified. You put a ticker there that, you know, this information has not yet been verified. Or as we saw in Kenya, there were some people now starting to post videos declaring that this candidate has won and before the electoral commission had actually released the results. So we put that ticker there it's to say that the results, if you need accurate information in the results of the um, elections in Kenya, click here. Um, so really to make sure that people are aware that, you know, people are just saying things, but it's not yet been official. So these are one of the many things that we are planning for Nigeria, and you'll be seeing them very soon on the platform. All right, I'll soon do. <laughs> Is there like a timeline you could just give us expo or something? Um, my communications team will kill me if I told you that. So ah. we want to like surprise <laughs> you guys okay. <laughs> so that yep. you guys will get excited and you'll cover it and you'll let your <laughs> listeners listen um hear about it. But definitely let's let's say early next year. Um obviously okay. before the elections we'll come up with an announcement. We'll let you guys know. All right. Makes yeah. sense. Great. Let's look at the um future. Um what kind of government TikTok um relationship should we be looking at you know that would um in the future that would um favor content creators um dami can i ask you one question is is Leia running for the elections is all <laughs> <asking> <laughs> I, I, I think i think it is in his village dami my village it's a good question, Leo, but really, these government questions. Um, so, so, so the kind of relationship that we look at, you know, the kind of relationship that we want is we want a government that thinks about how to grow primarily the digital economy and the creative economy, right? Um, to make sure that you have in place policies that actually help, you know, creatives um, put themselves out there and be able to grow. Um, so there are so many projects that we do uh, in partnerships with governments around the world. For example, in South Africa, we did a campaign to um, 
take some TikTok creators and, and, and train them on how to produce quality content, you know, put them through a bootcamp, literally, of how to be good quality TikTokers. And we did that with the National Film and Video Foundation. Um, it's a government agency in South Africa. Um, so they then reach out to artists, they raise awareness of these free programs for artists and creators. And this is the kind of thing that we want to see. Um, because as you might know, the digital economy in any country, as in Nigeria, is the fastest growing economy, right? All other sectors of the economy, like mining, oil, are actually shrinking. But the digital economy is growing super fast. So this yeah, is a sector yeah, of, of the economy that we want governments to be aware of and be able to support um, you know, its growth. Because if you look at stuff like unemployment, for example, this, this could be one of the ways in which people can solve uh, for unemployment. If you look at small businesses, uh, e-commerce is where it's at. This is um, potential for small businesses to grow using technology. So we want governments to be aware of all of those things as they come up with policies and regulations on how they can actually grow the, the, the digital economy and the creative sector. Yeah. Oh, great. And so Nigerian creators are going to eat good in the next few years. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so one last one. Um, with the Safer Together campaign in view, is there something you have not told us that we need to know? Right. So with Safer Together, I think, as you said at the beginning, um, we're bringing in, you know, parents, we're bringing in um, creators, guardians, um, teachers, we're bringing them together. Uh, to educate them about the, some of the safety tools that we have uh, within the app. We're also going to engage, you know, creators. We're going to create a microsite for them where they're actually going to um, do videos, short snippets, you know, TikTok type videos on safety issues, you know, that users can actually relate to, um, you know, to be educated about how to keep themselves safe. So there will be a, a bunch of all these activities that are actually happening online. But also, we're in Africa, we're aware of it, we still need to work uh, offline with people. Um, so we've partnered with Data Scientist Network, um, it's a Nigerian agency yeah. um, that is helping us roll out, you know, safety, um, online safety uh, workshops around, around the country. We're starting right now with Lagos as well as Abuja, um, again, focusing in, on teachers and parents and guardians, you know, educating them about how they can keep uh, the young ones under their care safe. We know that there's a big digital gap uh, gap between uh, parents and you know young people <laughs> uh, when it comes to technology. So we're trying to bridge that digital gap by focusing uh, on these folks and educate them about um, safety. Oh, great, great. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Fortune. This has been an insightful in conversation and interview. I like what exciting too. <laughs> oh yeah, exciting, exciting. Thank I you mean, guys. Thank if you. I was an Nigerian TikToker now, I would I would be hyped and interested in, in jumping on board. And no, I'm not contesting anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for, <thanks>. for now. <laughs> All right, Mr. Fortune, for thank now. you very much. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Do you uh, mind to share your social you, media, guys. maybe handle or something, so our viewers can You will be surprised. Um I'm not on social media. <laughs> Okay, wow. your TikTok. Okay. Oh, on TikTok. I'm I'm actually a very private user. Um oh. back to the issue of privacy. I have a TikTok account, but it's a private account. Oh, okay. So okay. Yeah. I'm not private. <laughs> but on LinkedIn you can find my name, then you can follow me there. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you. I'm not private. My handle is actdown07. 
Tortillas. There we go. Cool people. My... Cool people. I'm not so cool <laughs> as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, Mr. Fortune, for coming on board. Uh, we hope this has been an exciting conversation for you. If you like this, subscribe. Um, follow us on every podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, Google. Google. You can even watch this on YouTube, right? And Facebook as well. I so mean, follow us on all our everywhere. social media. <laughs> and uh, be a part of this. Till we come again to your ears and eyes next week. Peace.